welcome to a new episode. I'm here with Dave, of course. How are you doing? I'm alright. What should we talk about? Don't know. I don't <laughs> plan what I'm going to talk about. I expect you to do that. I can't. I don't plan what I'm going to talk about. You have bits but for us to talk about. Things for us to talk about. We go straight into a clip. Although, actually, when you're coming around to the podcast, I usually listen to the previous one. Oh, yeah. And um, <sighs> just to see if there's anything I can add on to what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, do you remember I was saying about the old guy in my workplace? No. At home See, I don't. I don't listen back to our podcast. <laughs> there was an old guy nicknamed that shoplifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah we okay, talked yeah. about him briefly. Anyway, he um, he always felt a bit left out, yeah. a bit ostracised, and he once put in a complaint. And he said, <laughs> "This is quite funny." He said, um, um, "Not really happy, like in the in the office. Um, like when Ben walks in, he gets a better reception than me." I just complained. <laughs> hey, it's Ben. He's in. Like I was some kind of game show host. Just like opening the door just a little bit. Way. Um, I would. I'd like that if every time I walked into work and no, I got like a big game oh, show host reception. Yeah, I think that has been my downfall in workplaces in that I'm more about entertaining people than doing the actual work. Yeah, but I think that's fine. That is fine. Um, I've got a question for you. Come on. What are you going to do for your statey funes? Stately feuds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, I'm not interested. Nothing. No, but you got a day off. Yeah. You well, what are you going to do with your day? Do something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm that, looking after Snooker Baby. That same guy once, um, there was like three of us left in the office, and he was like packing his stuff up. Yeah. And he went to the other guy, he went, Oh, I'm just off now, Andy. He went, Oh, Ben, I'll keep you entertained. And he looked at me and he went, He's got a lot of stories. <laughs> and they just walked up. He's got a lot of stories. <laughs> like, oh, I saw me, mate. Good luck, mate. <laughs> Good luck with this one. But um, should we should we do a clip? Yeah. Um, I was listening to an interview with Barry Hearn. We used to do quite a lot of Barry Hearn. Barry Hearn. He's oh. retired now, don't he? Yeah. But um, they they asked him on the snooker on the World Snooker podcast what his ideal day off would be. Hmm. And this is what he said. Go on. Your ideal day off. I know you're not a big fan of days off, but if you do have one, what's the ideal way to do it? Easy. Walk down to my lake in my house, put the rods in, turn Sky News on, sit in my rocking chair, go to bed whenever I feel like it, cook breakfast at half past five in the morning, catch a few fish, give them a kiss, put them back. <laughs> Your favourite holiday destination? I thought that was funny because... Um... It's all of a jumble. Yeah. He's going down to the lake, putting his rods in, then sitting in his chair and watching Sky News, what cooking thought, his breakfast at half five. What I thought would be funny is to imagine, you know, like the impending economic crash, what would yeah. be his day off if he had absolutely no money? Wake up, walk over to my wife, put me rod in. <laughs> <laughs> With this energy crisis, I can't even afford to have a bath. Go down to the lake in my house. Get me rod out, kiss it, dip it in, take it out, give it a wipe. Oh, it's still dirty. Fucking hell. Bury him. Wake up, get me rod out, <laughs> stick it in, get a fish out, give it a kiss. Slip him around the chops, throw it back in, get me water, sit in my chair, make me breakfast, <laughs> sit in my armchair, watch Sky News, 
Make me breakfast at half past five. Go to bed when I want. I'll make breakfast when I want. I'll get up when I want. I'll make breakfast when I want. Except on Sundays when my wife makes it for me. I go down to the lake. Get me rod out. Catch a fish. Put it back. Hand life. Smoke a fag. I'll get up when I want. Catch a fish. Get it, kids. Put it back. Smoke some fags. Be like her. So, um, I've got another clip. <laughs> do you know when we do venue vitriol, it can sometimes yeah. go a bit rude. Yeah, because like, like house of holes. And yeah, that. because like people complaining about normal stuff like toilets and bedrooms and food, it's not that funny. But when people complain about dildos, it's inherently a bit more funny. Mm. Um, so I thought I want to clean the podcast up. Yeah, you know, do away with all the rudeness, and then I spot this clip of Paul McCartney <laughs> on uh, Glastonbury. Yeah, and if you saw him, do his Glastonbury set. No, and he did um, a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Right, and um, he forgot the name of the tremolo arm. And inadvertently, he describes Jimmy as like a sex robot. Have a listen to this. You always stick that little bit on the end and let me roll it as a tribute to the late great Jimi Hendrix. And uh, I tell the tale that I was really lucky to be able to hang out with Jimmy in the 60s when he came to London. Um, yeah, he was great, a lovely man, you know, very humble guy. And uh, one of the greatest tributes he ever... <laughs> one of the greatest tributes he ever paid us was uh, we'd released Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band <laughs> on a Friday night. And two days later on the Sunday, he'd learned it and he'd covered it and he opened a show with it. And he played, he played it really great. He went plop into a solo, and he had this, uh, he had this vibrator arm, and uh, he was really um, working it, you know, giving it a lot of welly, and he's giving it all like, oh, 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 oh. and uh, sounded great. But those of us in the audience who knew about those Pixby vibrator arms knew that he was now wildly out of tune. Great story. Um, yeah. That started off as a really cool story yeah. and, and ended he, up pretty dumb. Pretty dark. He's, um, he does a great story, Paul, doesn't Great. Yeah, great. I think great, really humble guy. I think um, as he's getting older and his voice is like deteriorating yeah. a bit, it oh. sounds like he's breathing in a bit when he says, Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah, that was a story that started off really interesting and ended up really dull he's got his vibrator arm he was giving it all the when I watch Glastonbury at the start I feel like oh, I really want to be there and as it goes on I feel like they don't want to be there because don't I don't want to be there I had, in 2015 I had like one of the worst experiences of my life there don't want to be there it was Did dreadful you? yeah it was dreadful I mean I can't really talk about it on this podcast it was so horrible. awful awful won't get any lols out of it no um, you can try <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I never like watching Glassman on the telly. I just think like I don't know, it's just dull on it. I don't really like watching 
live music on the telly at all. No, it's always it? It's always shit. Shall I tell you what happened? Yeah, I think I know, but go on. Um, if you Google 2005 Glastonbury, you can see the devastation that was caused by what happened. But, uh, devastation. Basically. <laughs> yeah, so I've been there two, two years on the lawn, it was 2005. And, um, yeah, I was there with my girlfriend at the time. We met these people and we were camped. Uh, it was getting a bit full, the campsites, on mm. the Wednesday. And we camped next to like the 24-hour dance, mega banging techno thing. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that because I don't sleep that well. So I was a little bit unsure about it. But I just thought, I'll get really drunk. And like, it'll be all right. And then, so I, I erected the tent. And then I was like, oh, this tent is like really, really crap. Like really flimsy. But again, I just thought, oh, if it's sunny, it's really bad, does it? So I just got absolutely hammered like mm. that day. And uh, woke up in the morning with like the worst hangover I've ever had. Like really, really sick. And I thought, I'm going to have to really take it easier. Like it's going to, you know, I'm going to be done it. And like, so I thought, I just won't drink tonight and I'll be fine. I'll just have a good night's sleep. And I'll be alright for the rest of the festival. Anyway, that night, the Thursday night, this mad storm came in. Like, woke us up and, like, the tent was flooding. And, like, the whole tent was, like, caving in. And, like, at that point, like, the girl I was with just left me for, like, a more stable erection. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's all my relationship then. <laughs> but, um, and I was in this tent, like, in the morning, just with everything flooded. And, like, mm. I felt really, really ill as well, like, and I couldn't really get up. I just felt like really sort of mentally and physically done in, like. Mm. And um, I just lay there for like three days, basically. I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to like get up or anything. And she, and she never came back. <laughs> um, it was really <clears> tough. This has turned into a therapy session. Uh, I was also there in 2005. but Work. No, you weren't. I was. When it really rained. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Um, but we didn't go together. We were it was separate. Awful, wasn't it? I didn't know you were there that year. Yeah. It was uh, the year when it was uh, White Stripes. Yeah. Uh, that was no. Because I've only been once and that was no, 2005, so you must have not been there in 2005. Maybe it was a different year. It must have been. But 2005 was the year when it really, really uh, lashed it down. It and it was, I got there on a Wednesday and it was really sunny. Yeah. That was and then year. like Friday morning it pissed it down, so it must be that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah so it just it just knocked me out. It was because I got so hammered that first night, mm. I think. Oh, and then what happened, didn't it? Never really came back. But I remember at the time I was staying at my parents' house and I got back, like someone gave us a lift back home and I sat on the toilet hallucinating. Because, <laughs> uh, what do you do? And uh, the whole of the bathroom turned into glass and be like, the floor was like mud and I could hear like people cheering. Mm. And I, was pro- I thought, I need some sleep here. Yeah. But I didn't realise at the time, like, um, like exhaustion and insomnia can cause hallucinations. Yeah. It was really bad. Well, that sounds good. I never used to think people could like see vivid things hallucinations I just thought it was like colours and stuff yeah but you can you can indeed you can well keep it light mate keep it light there was a, I remember there was a bloke at school a bloke a lad a, um, <laughs> he a teacher had, he had this brag that his mum took acid yeah and uh, I said oh what did she see and I think he was just thinking on his feet he went uh, she was walking down the street and a bus load of people went past but no bus just people sat in mid air <laughs> <laughs> waving to her I don't think you cool. hallucinate something like that. Well, you could if you were if you were thinking about it, but it's a weird thing to hallucinate. It is quite strange, isn't it? Um, but yeah, hallucinations there. Yeah, great. Let us know about any of your hallucinations. Yeah. We'd love to hear about them. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, we digressed a bit there. I've got another clip of Paul McCartney. Great. Oh, great. Great. This is from. Um, he did a Radio Four series, and he was. Um, 
Oh, so yeah. He was delving into his lyrics and the meanings and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, well, the phrase too much information gets bandied about a lot, but I think it does apply here. We didn't need to know this, Paul. A row of cottages for rent. Cottages for rent. I'm imagining the sort of little sheds you can rent on seafronts. I've come to understand that cottaging refers to gay sex in a public toilet. <laughs> I don't think we needed to know that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I want to know is how did you come to understand that, Paul? Yeah. How did you arrive at that understanding? It's great. Great. Is Jimmy in there with his uh... cottaging? Yeah. <laughs> cottaging in a public toilet. Do you know what um, Paul McCartney's voice always reminds me of? What? I associate the two in my head. Yeah. Um, Neil Buchanan from uh, Art Attack. I think they've got a very similar He's from, cadence. Both from Merseyside. Yeah. I don't know where Buchanan's from. But. Uh, he is from Liverpool. He's from yeah. the area. But uh, I think they've got a very kind of similar. And whenever I hear Paul McCartney, I always think of Try It Yourself. Try It Yourself. A spooky clock. Try It Yourself. Been in the Beatles. Was the head Paul McCartney? And the head. That was John. It's me. <laughs> the head. Um, another oh, a bit of reverb, that. Um, another little um, clip I've got is I watched an interview. Sorry, I watched a documentary about Ray Reardon hmm. about his like early life and how he became a professional. Yeah, and his wife wasn't on board of it. Like, really, yes. I don't think she's. And she's got one of these like annoying sort of tutty northern <sighs> like voices, and uh, she's saying, "Oh, I had to say prayers for him and everything because he wasn't going to make it." That kind of voice. Have a little listen to her. She's quite cool. We hadn't any money. We were really on the breadline. Uh, and uh, I, the only thing I remember saying to Ray was that we couldn't be any worse off. Uh, and I knew that really deep down he wanted to be a professional. Secretly, I said a little prayer that it was the right decision. <laughs> Secretly, I said a little prayer. That's the kind of confidence that you need when you go to your wife. Listen, I'm going to try and be a professional snooker player. She goes, Oh, we can't be any worse. Can <laughs> oh, my oh, oh, we can hardly get any worse. Oh, my dick. <laughs> We're on the bread line. Oh, I'll say a little prayer for you. I will. <laughs> Thanks, love. I'll give it my best shot. Oh. <laughs> can you do an impression of her? <laughs> oh, we hadn't any money in those days. Secretly, I was saying a prick. Secretly, I was thinking you better not fuck this up, you prick. <laughs> the prayer was that fucking money. Oh, look at you with your slick back hair and your big fangs. You repulsed me. Oh, you tear my stomach. Hooray. You better get out and win some money. We're on the bread line here. We haven't any money. <laughs> I said a little prayer for him, because I thought we can't be any worse. <laughs> oh, he only does these days play snooker. <laughs> I get a bit of bloody sense out of him. That's all he ever talks about, balls. <laughs> <laughs> Them 
and snooker balls. Oh God, if I hear one more story about potting a red and potting a black and potting another red, oh, I think I'll go crazy. <laughs> oh, and his pants come home covered in chalk. <laughs> He's burning through waistcoats like nobody's business. <laughs> Dear God, help our Ray be both good at snooker. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. He's trying his best and we can't be any worse. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you could say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Should we do some venue vitriol? Yeah. Um, this one is like some kind of uh, football fug kind of bird. <laughs> football. Oh, where is it from? Bird. This is from a bar, it's from Revolution to Cuba. They've done like face paints for the football and she's got her boobs painted, I think. Okay. Brett did a fantastic England flag boob paint on me joining the final. Well patriotic. Lovely food, great atmosphere, and very tipsy. Blessed skills. What does blessed skills mean at the end? Blessed skills. Brad did a fantastic job uh, on me boobs. Brad did a fantastic England flag boob paint on me. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed skin. You get the idea with that. Uh, this one is from Fantasy Island in Skegness. Oh, I've just come back from Skegness. More <laughs> on that later. <laughs> Fantasy Island, very rude, Skegness. I went to Fantasy Island with my family in July. I am a large lady, and the people that work there kept looking at me and were making me feel uncomfortable. The lady who works on the carousel was staring at me and was speaking to someone through their headset and said, Some people need to stop eating. Very rude. Fantasy Island. Yeah, I've just been to Skegness. I didn't go to Fantasy Island though. I went to Butlins. Ah, Billy Butlins. Billy Butlins was good. Yeah, we're good, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. This is from um, a restaurant in Oslo, Norway. (laughs) Well, this is titled "Ruined My Marriage." (laughs) Let's take it down or not. <laughs> it's ruined his marriage. Ruined his marriage. Ruined my marriage. First impression was nice. They had a nice aroma and looked cosy. Then it all went south from here. The waiter came to take the orders and was staring right down my wife's boobs. He was drooling and spiting while talking to us. 
first impression was nice. Had a nice aroma and looked cozy. Then it all went south from here. The waiter came to take the orders and was staring right down my wife's boobs. He was drooling and spiting while talking to us. He was spiting, drooling, dwelling. Nice, it looked very cozy. His wife's boobs aroma. The aroma of my wife's boobs was splendid. Very nice. This next one is a family. They've gone on holiday and they're not too happy with the hotel service. Uh, David, it's over to you. Rooms were clean and comfortable. However, was asked what time he wanted breakfast. 9am was agreed. That night, when getting to inland, lady was behind the bar in her pyjamas. Not very professional. Came down at 9, no staff to be found anywhere, and no smell of breakfast cooking. Went into the bar to see if we could find someone for my three-year-old daughter to find a vibrator. There was actually four on a table. Spoke to landlady who said they had dildo racing the night before. Then wouldn't continue the conversation. Tried several more times with no luck. Totally unacceptable to leave these out when you know there are children around. It ended up costing us four to five pounds Mm -hmm. to go elsewhere. What are these dildos for, eh, love? Oh, we are just having some dildo racing last night. Who won? None of them, the fucking dildos. Didn't move. <laughs> Wasting money. Dildo racing! And it's go! 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 Ruben's Dildo Keller! Okay, so there is actually a prize this episode. There is. And it's uh, John Virgo's autobiography, oh, brand gosh. new book. Right. To enter, you need to get on Twitter and you need to eulogise about the podcast. You need to say, this is the best new podcast ever, something to, words to those effect. And uh, say, this is the best podcast ever, especially the bit about, and then you guess. And I can retweet it out to people. Yeah, so that's the clip. If you know who it is, or think you know who it is, get on Twitter and uh, have a guess, and I'll pick one person and they can have that book. Anyway, uh, we've actually had some emails, it's amazing. Uh, We had three emails. Three I'm going to save one of them back, because... Why is everything printed on labels this week? Just because I've got a new label printed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the easiest way to do it. Uh... This is great, this, this email, because um, it just really, you know, pleased me. This is from uh, Danish Baba. 
Tanish Babar. Okay. Hello, Ben and Dave. I love your podcast. It always makes me laugh when I'm feeling down. I'm not. I am sorry for not emailing sooner, but I can never recognise the distorted voices. But not this. I think this episode is John Virgo. I think a few episodes ago you asked for listeners' questions. My question is, what is your recommended snooker snack? Thanks, Danish Baba. What's the best snooker snack? Something that lasts for ages, because you've got a lot of snooker to sit through. I remember I, of I used to turn crisps. up to your house and you'd be waving like chocolate hobnobs. Hey. And I'd be like a little puppy. <laughs> you'd be like throwing them at me. <laughs> Pavlovian response. Yeah, hobnob, chocolate hobnobs and a cup of tea. You can't be. goes that. very well. Um, I'm quite fun. That's for the afternoon session. For the evening session, <clears> I think you need something a bit more savoury. I used to like Heinz products. Heinz products. Hoops and beans. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're snacks. Not really. Someone said, have you got any snacks? And then you came out with a tin of beans. Yeah. You can't just snack on beans. That's a meal, isn't it? Oh. So I think something for the evening sessions, something savoury. Like, yeah. um, what's it called? Papa Dums. No, not Flavoured Dum Dums. Flavoured Dum Dums. No, um, like party mix crisps. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> different, different shapes. Okay. Crisps um, in a big bag. When snooker wipes away and the snooker's on, yeah. I get the cans in. Yeah. Beans and hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Have a lot of snacks. Get some cans um, What I liked about that is though, I mean, you know, we do this podcast, we don't really hear from people. Yeah. He's obviously, you know, it obviously well, cheers him up. Yeah, well, that I'm makes me feel like it's worth doing. Yeah, even just for Danish. Yeah, not, uh, I think that's not worth Darius it. Danish. No, which was weird. That really sad. No longer with us. Yeah, I it was weird. That I was saying like um, about he had all these near death experiences, mm. and then a week later, I felt a bit bad. It was a bit insensitive. Well, I don't think it was our fault, but I know. But people would have listened to that podcast yeah. after that news yeah, yeah, and I thought know. this is a bit insensitive. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. What can you do? I know, yeah. Uh, uh, we've had another email sad. from Chris Robinson as well. Nice. Uh, this is quite nice. Uh, before we go on, was that the right answer to last week's... Um, no, sadly it wasn't. guest at John Virgo, was that wrong? No, it was wrong. Oh. When do you reveal the answer? Um, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> it definitely wasn't John Virgo. Bad luck, Dinesh. Um, <laughs> hello, chaps. Just listening to the podcast and you ask people to email... My name's Chris, and I'm a trade union official from Durham. Cliff Thorburn's autobiography talks about testing pepper spray out on a dog <laughs> in the outbacks of Canada. A fine read. Best wishes, Chris. That's um, <clears throat> interesting, Chris. It's nice that he emailed in, because he's quite busy at the moment. Trade union official, yeah, fucking right. Um, Solidarity, brother. Um, Cliff. I've, I actually got Cliff Thorburn's autobiography somewhere. I've not read it. But that sounds quite interesting. Well, skip straight to that chapter about the oh, yeah. pepper spray. Oh, Cliff. Oh, Cliff. I do like Cliff. Do you reckon there's any pepper babies spray. called Cliff? Not this anymore. Year. Not anymore. Not a single one? Nah. Mm. Um, I quite like that. Well, you can, you can look up the stats on it, can't you? Babies called Cliff. My mum, Cliff. on Clifford. holiday, once spent a week on a cliff. <laughs> holiday moments. <laughs> this not, is a, not your father. This is a really mad story, actually. It sounds like I'm going to make it up. But get onto this, right? This, Go is, this is God's honest truth. They went on holiday to Wales or somewhere like that, and they went walking, and 
my granddad thought he found a dinosaur, like a dinosaur remains. Yeah. And they dug for a week on this cliff. I mean, Nan was going mad, like, my mum's mum. Like, you ruined the holiday. And, like, my granddad was, like, adamant with digging, and my mum was, like, well up for it. And they put everything they found in the back of the car, right? Yeah. They got an appointment with, like, a paleontologist. Um, and the guy was dead excited. And it turns out it was Flint. Flint? <laughs> yeah, they were digging up Flint. Wow. Can you believe that? That's uh, extraordinary, isn't it? I can't believe that, <laughs> but that is pretty mad. How much flint did they carry back? Well, a week's worth of dug up flint. Ugh. But um, my mum always says, like, flint. why am I always the butt of the jokes on the podcast? Hasn't Dave's mum ever done anything stupid? Nothing like that. <laughs> Nothing to speak of. Um, <clears throat> no. Sorry, Pam. You will continue to be the butt of the jokes. Oh. Let's do a vlogging spot. What I thought you had, so we had three emails? Yeah, I'm going to keep one back, because oh. I know we're not going to get any more emails, are we? No, so. well, we might. If we, people think we're getting loads, they might be like, oh, I'll join in. No, I'm keeping that one back for next time, oh. in case we don't get any. Oh. So there we go. You know who you are. You know who you are. Right. Vlogging spot. Um, I found this guy on YouTube, and he, yeah. he he does puns basically, and it's a different mm. topic each week. Mm. Um, and this one is snooker. Yeah. So yeah, I've listened to some of his puns. Snooker puns. Some of his puns. The pre crap. Well, hello. I'm back once again um, with another video um, with some puns, as the title suggests: snooker, bodybuilding, and other puns. I got some dinosaur ones as well in there. Um, if you can't be bothered watching the whole thing, why not just do us a favour, like, subscribe, especially subscribe, because more subscribers I get, if I get to 100, I'll be able to change the name of this to the iMac pun that all of my other social media outlets are named after. So, right, so let's get on with the jokes. Um, if I can find them. Hey, right, Stephen Hendry would try and leave discreetly with his wife after his matches. He always snooker out of there. Snooker, snooker, what are you talking about? I never said they were great puns, but they're puns nonetheless. Um, I hate starting games of snooker. Something I really ball capped. You give me the ball sometimes. Yeah, so does that joke, but that's all right. Um, you know that Ken wasn't allowed um, and to see the snooker um, where the world championships are held. But it's all right, though, because Barbie can. <laughs> you get a joke about barbecues with that as well, haven't you? Yes, it's kind of similar, but hey, they all kind of intertwine with each other once in a while. Um, now, there was this really spotty snooker player. He was absolutely rubbish. But I couldn't keep my eyes off of him. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you. Watch boil, never pops. Uh, that's it. Pretty bad, aren't Pretty bad, eh? Snooker! Snooker! What are you talking about? Snooker in. Snooker out, snooker in. Yeah, that was shit. <laughs> um, I've got a question about puns. That yes. was, this popped into my head, unbidden mm. on the way over here, actually. Okay. You know Spud you like? 
Yes. A big f- I know you were a big fan of Spudgy Spud- Spud- Like. Back in the day. What Spudgy Like? I've never had a Spudgy Like. <laughs> you just look like the type. Um, what What's Spudgy Like a pun of? Um, yeah, it's not really a pun, is it? No, but it's got to be. It's got to be a play on something. Spudgy Like. Spudgy. Is it Would You Like? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Would You Like? Spudgy Spud- Like. Yeah, it's not great, is it? <laughs> Spuds go. Is, is that what it is? I'm guessing so. Would you like? I'd have to have a think about it. If anyone knows, if anyone used to work for Spud You Like, anyone used to be a patron, Spud You Like, let us know because it's keeping me awake at night. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what am I doing here? Snooker, snorker. Hold on a minute. Snooker, snorker. Why are you talking about? Why I've got a great joke. It's coming to me. Snooker, 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 snooker. Sneaker out, sneaker out for a rest. No, get in the back of the queue. No, right. Sneaker out in his pocket. Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. I didn't put the bodybuilding jokes in. Should we try and guess? Should we try and mix them up? (laughs) Right, there was a bodybuilder. He took a load of steads. Steadhead. (laughs) Steadhead bodybuilder. Steadhead. Meathead. Um, Steed. Yeah. He was a Steed. There was a bodybuilder who liked horses. He was a Steed Head. Steed? Steed Head! He's a Steed Head! We used to do a lot of Graham Dot impressions, didn't we? I'm Graham Dot. Hi, Graham Dot! I take a lot of Steeds. I'm Graham Dot. Hi, Graham Dot! I take a lot of Steeds. I'm taking a lot of growth hormones! It doesn't work. <laughs> you work with pocket rocket. I know you pocket rocket. If Graham Dot pulled a lot of dot, come. I've won the real championship. Graham Dot. I think he's getting smaller. Yeah. Like he's like Benjamin Button. He's getting yeah. Benjamin Dotty. Don't get him confused with Jensen Button. Yeah. My name's Dotty, and I'm getting smaller by the minute. Every time I pot a ball, I lose a millimetre of my height. <laughs> Every time he goes in off, he oh. loses a millimetre. Wow. It's just going to be like a tiny little it's Lego. Disappearing into nothingness. Yeah. He's as small as an atom. I sometimes I think I might be Jesus, but he was quite a tall fella. I'm only a little wee dot. Mm-hmm. A dot. A dot! There's this um, new snooker tournament, it's on telly, it's like a pro-am. Yeah. And I was looking at who entered, and Patsy Fagan entered. Patsy right. Fagan. And he had the yips in the 70s, so you know, he hasn't won anything for a long time. Yeah. And there's 900 entrants, and he was a thousand to one, which I thought was quite funny. So we just, <laughs> so we just tweeted, oh, Patsy Fagan is my tip for the 900, put a grand on him, you'll win a million quid. Yeah. And someone thought I'd actually, like, had put it on, and they got a bit annoyed on Twitter. They, they, they've also spent, spelt waste as wash, which is quite funny. They obviously typed it quite quickly. Uh, can you read it out for me, Dave? You must money plentiful to wash it by putting a bag of sand on Patsy. You might as well have flushed it down the toilet for fuck's sake. So yeah, I didn't really put it on. It was a joke. Yeah, oh, come it on. It was a joke. Dan. Lighten up, Dan. That's the problem with Twitter, isn't it? That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, not just Twitter. That's the internet in a nutshell. Yeah. You can't say anything without some other 
wanker thinking you're being serious. There's also a tournament. Well, there's a doubles tournament on ITV, mm. the Mixed Doubles Championship, mm. and it's going to be on like the main ITV channel on prime time. Mm. Which is unusual. I, I reckon the production will be ramped up. Like, <laughs> you'll probably have um, Philip Schofield presenting. Yeah, and I'm reckon and and Depp doing the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> no PJ. No. When they do the commentary on the Bush took a two hours, you just go, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great. Imagine <laughs> that, Snooker. You try the pot. You're doing great. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky, man. <laughs> man. Yeah. I, can you imagine like an X Factor Snooker like, crossover type no. of show on ITV? It would be quite cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm imagining it right now. Hello, welcome to ITV Snooker Factor. We're backstage here with Robert Milkins, you alright, Pep? Yes, my lord! Great, and uh, you're on in a minute, so what do you do in the dressing room to relax beforehand? I just like watching myself getting drunk in the mirror. Oh, right, okay, Pet. Well, uh, that's great. And do you have anyone here to support you? I'm here with my friend! McMahonus! <laughs> Why did I rise without a suitcase? Sunday morning creeping like a noon. Monday child has learned to tie his bootlace. I've never seen nothing like it in my life, Ma- letting Ma- myself get drunk in a mirror. <laughs> Absolutely second second But great as well though, like. Ma- 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 